Welcome to Life Changes You. This week I have a really interesting guest with me called Chris Jameson and I was really interested to talk to him because I've had chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia for the last, I think it's 10 years, I actually can't remember how long now, um, but he has healed after four years of chronic fatigue syndrome and he's going to tell us how he did it and uh, so welcome Chris, how are you? Yeah, good thanks, yourself. Yeah, good. Your uh, yeah. So, do you want to give us a bit of background about before you got sick, how it, how it sort of came yeah, about? Yeah, that sounds good. So, basically, at the age of 35, I was just living that type A personality uh, lifestyle with pretty much on the go, go, go. I was running probably about three marathons a year. I was also drinking very, very, and partying very hard. I was yeah. playing sport. I was traveling overseas. I had a job which I loved, but it was also pretty, uh, it can be taxing at times on the body, both mentally and physically. And yeah, I was still living that lifestyle, still going out from every weekend, getting slaughtered, apart from the weekends where I would run a marathon. Yeah. And um, yeah, basically one day I, at the age of 35, I came down with just a general virus and my body wasn't able to shake that virus off. Yeah, that virus stayed with me for for four years. The effects of what I had when I first came down that virus was basically like my head just felt like it was just getting slammed by a baseball bat twenty four seven. I had fatigue. I, I could. I was pretty at the start. I was I was housebound, like couch bound. Yeah. So I could. I was crashing after like basically like being exhausted and um not being able to move after, say, 300-metre walk. So the, yeah, those, my body was aching. I had a really terrible back. Um, I, I had really bad gut health as well. I yeah. ended up also having chronic pancreatitis on, on top of the chronic fatigue syndrome and this other symptoms such as also, like, in the first year, I, slept, I was sleeping, like, 15 hours a day. Yeah. And then what happens with a lot of people during the cycle of recovery Second and third year into it, I started getting insomnia, where yeah. you're getting tired, tired and wired. Yeah, and yeah, the flow-on effect as well was just full-on uh, anxiety and uh, depressions because you know I loved my life before I got sick. I wasn't depressed or anything like that. I was, I was, I was actually quite happy and content yeah. before I got um before I got sick. But it was just a matter of time. I was just burning the candle at both ends and. It was it was going to catch up with me one way or the other. So you know, I um I don't regret what I did previously before I got sick. It sort of just got me to where I am now, and um, it was the most like I ran a lot of marathons before I got uh, sick. I ran the Great Ocean Road Marathon. Uh, wow, that's a long one. Yeah, sixty k, wow. and um, a lot of steep hills, but like they had nothing on recovery. So um, that's just yeah, that was more like a walk and. What I say, that was more like a walk in the park compared to that four years of recovery. So, um, yeah, it was it was a, it was a journey, and um, yeah, it was the first year was was probably the hardest. I didn't get much answers um, from your standard GP, like you've also mentioned before. Um, unfortunately, our Western medical system in terms of management for 
chronic illness is it isn't flash they're, no. they're not really no they're not really educated um even our doctors which would say that they're specialists or integrative 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 that's it gps yeah even so you're paying extra money for them yeah and you're getting more size blood tests and um they still don't have a great understanding of the illness and you know i suppose looking back you know i i I doesn't bother me that they don't have a great because I've never really heard too many people who have healed from seeing a a particular doctor. Like mm-hmm. I think they, they might have helped bits and pieces, but I don't think it, uh, like like there's no magic pill for this illness. I'll we'll talk in a minute about what got me through the healing uh, yeah. process, but there's no magic pill. So I don't think there's I haven't came across anyone, and I, this a really big community say on Instagram of people who have chronic fatigue syndrome and yep. uh, it's, it's pretty tight-knit community. I haven't heard anyone saying that it had a particular doctor help them recover or it was just just that doctor that got them over the line. Um, and you know what, that, that's fine. But what I would like is for them just to say, look, we don't know what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going from specialist to specialist to getting blood tests, to getting stool tests, to going onto this diet, to trying this, to trying that. And then um, not cheap either. And, yeah, I, was, I, I can remember at the start I was getting, like, vitamin C infusions and B12 shots and just yeah. every, just taking on this whole um, merry-go-round. After a while, after that first year of just following the Western medicine uh, perspective on the illness and it was pretty much just – it was guessing. I You know, I just had to say – this isn't working and I'm, I have to do something about this myself. Like, I understand yeah. exactly what you mean because I went to, I, I started with my normal GP who put me on antidepressants, even though I said, I'm not depressed, I'm just exhausted. Uh, then they put me on anti-anxiety. Um, I went on all these different medications and in the end, I just stopped taking everything because yeah, all the side effects from those medications were making me feel sicker than what I actually felt. I mean, I was still exhausted yeah. and I couldn't get up. And, and people would say to me, when you get up, you know, just get up and go to work, you'll feel better. And I'd say, but you don't yeah. understand. I can't even wake up. The alarms go off and I sleep right through them. I, I'll sleep till five o'clock in the afternoon, wake up and I'm still exhausted. Yeah, I, was, I got worse in that first year. I was recommended to go to, as a special needs school teacher, I was recommended to, after, so the first maybe three to four months, I was just told to rest up at home. Yeah. And then I was told to go to work. Yep. Big, which I was a go-getter. So I thought, oh, yeah, this is a good idea. And we're programmed to listen to our doctors, but it was just, it just threw me out. Like just going to work on zero petrol tickets each day. It was just, yeah, it was hard. It was hell. Like, yeah. I don't even know how I did it. And like, look, I look back at things now and like, I, I sort of in recovery, I know that I can get through anything because, you know, I've been through the big, I've basically, that four years was hell and especially that first year where it was it's like a no man's land because you don't know where you're going you, you're getting fed all this information yeah you're getting stool tests you're getting you're getting vitamin c and b12 infusions you're trying this to, you're getting told this off someone getting told that off someone <laughs> you're searching the internet it's just absolutely mind-blogging and it, yeah it's and actually it's making you worse 
Yeah, I, I felt at some stages, I felt like a guinea pig. Like it was like they were trying these different medications out on me to see what they, what they did to me. Uh, it was, and yeah. some of them made me feel really yeah. sick. And I said to them, what do you put me on this for? And they go, oh, that's what they use for fibromyalgia, chronic fatigue. And I'm like, no, it doesn't work. It's making me worse. Yeah, yeah. But everyone, I suppose, is unique in their own. What works for one person isn't necessarily going to work for another. Yep. And a lot of people will have different symptoms. I've gone through mine and you probably had other, other symptoms on top of that, which every, like what worked for me for my healing might not necessarily work for person B and that. So it's not like a one size fit, fits all it approach. Is it, is it? No, no. And look, I found that uh, in the early days I started going for walks with my dog and I would walk five minutes and my legs hurt me so much. It would have been less yeah. painful to chop my legs off. But I thought yeah, if yeah, I yeah. go home now, I'm not going to get anywhere. So I would walk for at least 15 minutes, have a sit down and in 15 minutes back. And I got that up to a 5k, uh, four or yeah. five times a week. And then I started feeling better. I still came home yeah. and had to sleep because I was fatigued, but I was getting that exercise in. Look, it's, it's pretty hard when I, like I said, I was at the start, I had 300 meter walks and I was getting, after 300-meter walks, I was bombing out massively. So then I had to cut that up to 100-meter walks to start yeah. with and then slowly progress in there. So I'd go a 100-meter walk in the morning, sit on the couch the whole day, and then go to go for a 100-meter walk in the afternoon. And that was how I started. That was that was basically my baseline to start with. Yeah. Um, Yes, yeah, so, and if I went over that sort of that hundred mate, I would crash. And then sometimes the crashes of the work, as what you probably what you spoke about. Occasionally yeah. now you get in the crash every three to four months for about a day or so. But sometimes I don't know these crashes might last for they might last for like two weeks or a couple yeah. of days or a couple of hours. But they, yeah, that's just full on agony. And, and I can relate to when you said before about the insomnia because. I'll have, I mean, I still get this all the time, but I could have, say, a month, six weeks where I sleep perfectly every night. And then I'll have a week or two weeks of insomnia. And it's like, I don't know why I've got insomnia because I'm exhausted, but my, I'm just so alive. Yeah. But then after yeah. that two weeks, you go back to sleeping properly again. But it's almost like you have to try and catch up on the two weeks of insomnia. And I've yeah. never been able to crack that code of the insomnia in chronic fatigue because you think chronic fatigue... You just want to sleep, but you can't when you've got the insomnia. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah. As well, that's another classic symptom. It's sort of like, unfortunately, part of the deal. Yeah. But and yeah. people say to me, "Why don't you just go and do some exercise before you go to bed?" I go, "I could walk for five k's and come back, and I'd still have insomnia because it's yeah. just part of the illness." Yeah, I, I sleep pretty good now, but uh, yeah, I remember at one stage I didn't sleep for four nights, and that was pretty. That was pretty crazy. So, and scary as well. So, but yeah, that was probably about, uh, that was probably at the breaking point after that one year of just getting tossed around. Yeah. That guinea pig sort of, yeah. Trying everything. And then you start trying the alter alternative therapies as well. Yeah. Because you start Googling and then of course, you know, that might've worked for one person, but that's not going to work for <laughs> you. And, and they're not cheap either. No. And, um, well, that was the thing as well. In the beginning, I was off work for 12 weeks. And after six weeks, it was, I was married at the time. My mother-in-law said to me, I found this Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist. Yeah. He's going to be brilliant. You're going to feel better. And I went to him for six weeks, no change. Yeah. And it cost a fortune. 
Exactly. And then seeing healers and stuff like that. And Kinesiology. Yeah. yeah um, <laughs> the whole lot because at the end of the day, I think you're desperate to get better. Definitely. And we're, and we're, we're so used to quick fixes. You've yeah. searched something on the internet that's, that someone said it's, it's worked for them. So then you go, all right, I'll try it. But yeah. um, unfortunately, you know, I don't think not in not in this lifetime, but that what I'm in and you're living, there won't be a, a cure for it uh, in terms of appeal. Yeah, and the, I think the only way recovery or your healing is is going to be done by you. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think, um, as you said there, uh, you know, you can go and see all these different people. Everybody's got different ideas on what to do, but. In the end, it does come down to you and what you're determined to do and what, how you can change definitely your mindset because um, the hardest thing I found was people telling me, just go to work, you'll feel better. Oh, you, you're yeah. sleeping too much. You, you'll feel better when you don't sleep as much. It's like I wish you could have a day in my body and feel the pain I've got all over me and the tiredness. Then you'd understand. Yeah, yeah for sure, for sure. And um, Look, I don't think there's anyone who hasn't got the illness is going to understand what you're going through <laughs> that's why it's so it's so good having that instagram sort of community because everyone's in it together they you know you feel accepted you don't have to ex- really explain your symptoms people are going to know what you're going through you feel like you've actually fit into some somewhere and it's yeah a lot of the people you know that you have people actually emphasize with what yeah, you're going yeah, through. Yeah. As well. And that's good, isn't it? Because, yeah, when I first got sick, I think I had two and a half pages of A4 paper with all my symptoms on it. And everybody I went to was like, all right, I can fix this and this. And you slowly cross them off. You got to nearly the end and then you thought, well, I still don't feel any better. Yeah. As you say with Instagram, I, I've been on Instagram since the end of last year and I've been looking for someone who has had chronic fatigue, who wants to talk about it and who has some positive feedback to give to people. And I saw you on there the other day and I went, oh my God, this is guy I need to speak to because it'd be good to have someone to talk to because I can come on and do a podcast and talk about it. But I think people learn a lot more when they listen to two people talk about it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. But do you want to tell yeah. me how you did your recovery then? Yeah, so it was a lot of trial and error, like I said. So then from from that year of getting thrown around by your standard Western GP, then it's going down the alternative therapies and stuff like that. Then I found a chronic fatigue syndrome recovery program. And, yeah, that was marvellous. There's, there's a few of them out there at the moment. It's, it's, it's CFSS Health. Um, Toby Morris, it's international. So it's, I think it's more started off as a program, whereas here's the information, do the program slash course as you go. But now it's a lot more one-on-one with coaches right. working as a, working as a group. Yep. But it was the, so basically you, you mentioned like when you first got sick and um, I don't know if you remember like footballer, Alistair Lynch when he, he got sick in the in the uh, not late nineties and that with chronic fatigue, yeah. like there probably wasn't any of these programs coming around. It was basically your Western medicine. Yeah, of course they didn't have a great understanding of the illness and they still don't now. But there are some these programs now which, which have came up over the last I don't know probably the last ten or fifteen because I think the illness is only getting 
it's only increasing in numbers, especially now overseas, not in Australia, but people yeah. are getting COVID and um, they're not recovering and it's ending up being chronic fatigue syndrome. And they're putting a lot more money into it, aren't they, now? Now, yeah, there's a lot more understanding, which we don't probably know so much about in Australia because our COVID numbers haven't been horrific. So, no. But I've definitely chatted to a lot of people on that Instagram community who have had COVID and never got better. Yeah. But anyway, let's go back to the um, – uh, I came across this program probably one year or so into the um, illness. I was probably on my knees at the worst at this stage. I was desperate. I heard a lot of good things about this program. It was a Melbourne guy who used to live around my area, but he's now based in Queensland called Toby Morrison. Um, heard a lot of good things. So I joined up with that program. And at this time, I, I was searching the internet, like left, right and centre. And, and there's a lot of bad, negative stuff about on the internet. And yeah. there's a lot about the illness and there's a lot of negative. Um, there's a lot of Facebook. Back then, there was a lot of Facebook groups as well, which had a lot of people debriefing. But I understand you've got to debrief. But it was a lot of negative stuff as well. Like I'm not going to get better ever. And a lot yeah. of them say, and if you're reading them every day, well, what's your mindset going to be like? Yeah. Uh, look, I actually, I, I, I was in quite a few of them and fibromyalgia yeah, I was, ones. And, yeah, yeah, and I, was in I just too. got sick of everybody just yeah. saying how sick they were, how they're not going to get yeah. better. And I'd say something like, oh, well, I tried this today and it actually worked for me. And they go, oh, you're different. Oh, that's not going to yeah. work for me. And, and I was all like, they, yeah. the other ones as well, they, they don't believe in recovery. Yeah. A lot of that. So they'll probably say you had something else if you recovered. Yeah. A lot of them the time. Um, they'll go, oh, well, you probably didn't have it that bad or anything yeah. like that. But, it, you know, there are different levels to have, uh, chronic fatigue syndrome slash ME, whatever. I actually, you can have it mild, moderate, severe. But then, anyway, let's. So going back. At this time, it was a time when I was trying the internet and it was making me stir crazy. <laughs> and I was in the Facebook groups and I just said, right, that's it. I'm just going to, this program is only it. And I remember at this time, this program had a Facebook group as well and you weren't allowed to debrief anything negative. It was only wins. Yeah. So that was great. And then I still kept the GP because you still need to have it. Because I wasn't working, I hadn't worked for three years and, you know, I was on benefits and all that because I couldn't work, I didn't have any energy. So you still needed your GP to fill out your paperwork. But if what he said didn't align with that program, you know, I just took, just listened and that was it. Didn't take it in too much. I I just aligned myself with that program. And what I got with that was the four pillars of recovery, which I can go into now. Yeah. Um, which uh, basically what you would say is sort of like lifestyle medicine. So number one would be mindset, yep. which is where, where I believe recovery begins. And that takes, uh, for me, that was 50% of recovery. Now, looking back, it's going to be bloody hard to pick yourself up. You've been at this stage, you've been tossed around by a doctor, doctors and, and um, tests and stool tests and um, colonoscopies and oh, you can't so drive you can't, tests, wasn't you, can't, you can't drive to the doctors because you've got no energy and your parents drive so you're on the couch you, know, you get told you join this program and you get told you've got you know mindsets and massive so at this time you're pretty low so then you've got to try your best 
to snap out of it. Well, it doesn't happen overnight. It took me at least three years from falling, from being in a heap. Yep. To realizing that I had to do something about my mindset and basically reprogramming my thoughts and, and all like that and getting to know my thoughts well. And I kept myself so busy before I got sick running those marathons, drinking hard on the weekend, working hard and enjoying it and traveling that, you know, I didn't need to worry about like if I had any underlying anxiety or anything like yeah. that beforehand because I kept myself busy. But now I'm stuck on the couch. And yeah, by about the first year, my mental health had started to store with like hence the insomnia started to creep in and getting thrown around like a yo-yo from te- by the GPs. So yeah, mindset was yeah that was huge in recovery, but it was also it was bloody hard. It was yeah. bloody hard to turn things around. So I oh, will just quickly so it was mindset, getting quality sleep, yeah, and restorative movement as well. Which you got to be careful about what you do with your exercise because if you overdo it, you could be passed out then on the couch for a week, and that's not going to be good. Because then your yeah, body gets yeah. deconditioned and it's not good for your mental health either. So you, you've got to find your baseline and not go over it or unless you feel really good, maybe go over 1%. So that 100-meter walk, then if I feel okay the next day, I might go on a 110-meter walk or something like that yeah, and yeah. build on top of that. Baby steps along the way. And we'll go a bit back into that. Uh, so, yeah, the mindset. Look, uh, with the course, with the mindset, it, it got me going to, to realize how much our thoughts play a role in our health yeah but i i had to look deeper than the course no it was good it got the ball rolling but i knew that this anxiety i was i was having post chronic wasn't great i knew it wasn't wasn't healthy i got told by the psychologists that i had years and years and years of therapy ahead of me to get better and i and I just said to myself i don't have years to get better i want to get better now so yeah, yeah. i sort of um it was good to debrief for maybe 15 months and, and I sort of told her oh, I've run out of money as well. It's costing too much. And But I just, one thing that I'd probably say to people going, you know, don't let these professionals determine your health. Like, you know, you own your own health. Yeah. So, because um, you're quite vulnerable then as well when you're quite sick. So looking back, I probably thought, oh yeah, I do have seven, I do have seven years of therapy, but I don't have seven years. I don't haven't got a cent to your name to pay for seven, seven <laughs> years. So I'm not, so I'm not coming back anymore. But yeah, that about that time anyway. Um, yeah, my, I knew my mate was going to meditation. He was telling me about how he was being a lot more calmer with his mind and stuff like that. And then um, I didn't go initially with him because I didn't have any energy and. It was wasn't around the corner or anything on like that, but I, I I eventually started feeling a little bit better, like not enough better to to get going back to work. But I went along with him to class. I started just learning about the mind and started meditating and learn about our, about my thoughts and my conscious thoughts and unconscious thoughts and our unconscious thoughts that our default program and um, yeah. basically. Most of the time, they're running ne- uh, negative thought patterns, and not to engage in those unconscious thought- thoughts because, my, like, like I said, ninety-five percent of the time they are having uh, negative thought patterns. So, 
it was basically then just getting to know my thoughts, getting to know myself and just becoming best mates with myself and um, not trying to go with, to war with my thoughts. Um, so it was, that was through meditation but it was pro- and mindfulness, but it was probably about three years of work yeah. where it started, where I started to not control the thoughts but started to manage them. So, like, I'd be walking down the street and I'll be, like, going – I had a thought, negative thought process, uh, thought that pattern come up in my mind, which is only natural, so I don't get angry at it, but then just not engage in it. And then from from there, um, yeah, eventually I was able to get myself out of, uh, uh, f- from all that hard work about the wonder, learning about the wandering mind and all like that, um, I was been, eventually able to get myself out of uh, flight or flight. Yeah. Um, which everyone is in who is going through chronic fatigue syndrome and a lot of people who aren't, who don't have chronic fatigue, have got fl- they're generally in flight or flight and it got me into healing mode. And then basically from, from managing my thoughts and just, just getting myself um, into healing mode, then it was sort of like everything just then got came into uh, recovery. But yeah. that was still, that was three years of work. Yeah. It didn't happen overnight. So healing mode is like just recharge and repair, like the, yeah. bo- the body. Um, so, yeah, mindset was a big one, just getting to know the thoughts. I ended up getting on medication that helped me. Yeah. But but I've got a big, big, I've got a big thing about medication. I think it, it works hand in hand with the hard training you do with your mind. Yep. I don't know. Everyone's got different opinions. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. but my own personal opinion is, if you don't do the hard training with your mind, it, it's not going to work. It's just going to zonk you out. Yeah, you're just going to feel like a, a sloth on the couch. Yeah. But I, I was working hard on my mind, getting to know my thoughts, getting to know my thought patterns, getting to know when I had negative thoughts, not to engage them, um, reprogramming in mind, and the medication was then working like hand in hand with. Yep. And I had to trial a couple of medications as well. It wasn't the first. The first one made me worse. Yeah. Um, I ended up having to go into it as well, into a, a psychiatric ward a couple of times um, during my – I was starting – at this time, I was starting to feel a bit more – I had a bit more energy. Yep. I wasn't work, back wor- working. Look, I wouldn't have been able to go to a, like a hospital at the start because I was so housebound just to find that right medication just to, to calm, me de- uh, calm me down, but to work in hand-in-hand with all the hard training I'd done with my mind. Yeah. Um, when I got myself into healing mode, those other three pillars then was able to, to fight, like my gut health then was able to get, get a lot better. Yep. Um, my sleep started to get a lot better. And then I was able to up my exercise as well. I wasn't like I could pretty much. Well, I ran a marathon like three months ago, so that was only that was four years out of reco- recovery. But I that was um, sorry, probably about six months after I re- recovered. Like yeah. I, I, I gave myself a four year. I said on this one date, when a four year specific date of when I um, I, I said that I got better. Um, the first thing I did when I think I'd had six or eight weeks on the couch 
And I was determined that day to vacuum the lounge room floor. Now, usually it would take me 20 minutes, half an hour to vacuum the whole house. And it took me the whole day to vacuum the lounge room floor because I vacuumed a little bit, had a sleep, vacuumed another bit. But I thought if I keep doing these little things, eventually I'm going to get to a point where I can do more. Yeah. And people said to me, oh, it took you a whole day to vacuum your lounge room floor. And I go, yeah. look, I've got chronic fatigue. I managed to do the floor. Um, yeah. And I think that's one thing for people that if they're listening and they've got chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, those little steps can be the, the first step to getting back to normality. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because it's, it's setting yourself steps, little tasks. Yeah. It's baby steps along the way. There's no, it wasn't like, bang, I got better. I had to do no. three, years, three years of hard training of the mind and I was diligent about eating well because I came from that. I did have that sporting background before I got sick. I was quite diligent about, I was doing my yoga, my stretching and all like that, my Pilates. Um, so I was diligent about doing my stretching. So body aches are another symptom. Yeah. yeah. And well, I tried my best to always go to sleep on time and all like that. So I was very diligent about that. But I just want to, just want to say going back with the mindset, look, Mindset, it is still a physical illness. Like the physical symptoms are there. Like, but yeah, so we've gone through the physical symptoms. And it's just not like bang, you're depressed or yet, yeah, yeah, you got anxiety. You also got that topped on with all the symptoms that you have as well. Yeah. Especially the worst crippling fatigue. It's, it's basically like I spoke to a mate who say, who's got like anxiety or mental health. They've got mental health. Then, chucked on with that it's like basically being hit on both ends of the stick you've got mental health and then plus you've got the symptoms of the fatigue and all like that well but- i found i found that the muscle aches and pains were probably the worst part of it because you couldn't sit you couldn't lay down you couldn't stand yeah. up you just couldn't get comfortable at all because you were just yeah, in yeah. pain all over your body yeah and like we said as well like before I got sick, I loved my life. It wasn't like, it was just a flow on effect of being sitting on the couch for so long that eventually bang, my mind was going to start to get stir crazy. Like yeah. I wanted to be, I wanted to be overseas. I wanted to be out in the sun, down the beach. I wanted to be playing football. I wanted to be running marathons. I wanted to be at the bar drinking. Um, <laughs> but maybe I, I, I just done that excessively. So it pushed, came to shove. So yeah, that's mindset. Yeah, Look, that- one of the biggest things that happened for me when I had chronic fatigue, I, I worked as a support worker with people with disability and I worked five days a week, 7am till 7.30pm. When I got sick, after the first six to eight weeks, I'd always wanted to do counselling and I'd never been able to do it because I never had enough time. And I started my counselling diploma, which I then went on to do a bachelor. And it was like I had to get sick to be able to learn new things. Because yeah, otherwise, yeah. I was just working constantly. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I was just ba- it's basically before I got sick, I was on autopilot. Yeah. I just had this, this life of just going to work, which I loved, having fun at work, but, you know, working pretty hard, training during after work, getting para then all weekend, <laughs> yeah. cycle again, not even worrying about like, But then, you know, get sick, you actually stop and have a think about things. And yeah, So do you think actually it, think, I mean, I, I've, thought, you wake I, up. I've thought over the years, has chronic fatigue fibromyalgia hit me because I was just go, go, go. I never stopped. 
And is it like a wake-up call to your mind and body to say, you need to slow down and you need to reset your life? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, wake up. Yeah. Find some balance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I tell that to my mates now, you know, just got to find some balance with things and, you know, make sure that they're, they're doing things that they get the chance to enjoy as well um, on top of like their daily activities and stuff like yeah. that. They get to go out with their partner or once a week or something like that, or they have their own time or alone or whatever, because you need that because just don't get stuck on that. Go, 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 go. No, no, no. Yeah. you got to wake up a little bit. Yeah. 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 Especially and, and talk to a mate if you get the chance as well to just to let them know how you're feeling, sort of thing. Don't bottle it all up. Yeah, 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 yeah. So how long how long has it been since you think that you've had a, a bad bout of chronic fatigue? Oh, I say that basically from November last year. I say that I'm fully recovered <sighs> from November last year. That's good. Yeah, it was basically. Um, it took me like three years, nine months. So I, I say that my baseline was at thirty percent. Yep. So, you know, you had your standard baseline. So at the start, my baseline, I, my standard baseline when I first got sick was 30% of health. But some days I could feel 0%. Yeah. Some days I could feel 50%. Yeah. So I've just sort of waved it out at uh, 30. Yeah. So it took me three years, nine months to get from 30% consistent in health to 60% consistent in health wow then then covid struck last year yeah and i just started like i said i just got up to 60 i just went back to work one to two days a week as a school teacher i picked up my walking was getting better probably doing some more like vigorous yoga not running or anything like that yet and covid struck and I was a casual school teacher. I yeah. wasn't, I'm not on a contract. And of course we had our 5k radius and all that. So I had to stay at home, yeah. no work, which didn't bother me anyway, because my, another symptom as well is you've got a bad immune system. So you, you're probably going to be the first one and he's going to catch this, <laughs> catch the damn thing. Um, so it didn't bother me that with all this COVID going around that I was stuck at home anyway. But that was a time where I was just starting to feel all right. It got me, it taken me three years, nine months to get 30 to 60% consistently better. And then on the first day, COVID sitting, so probably August two, last year, so it hasn't been a year, I said to myself, I'm going to start running. So we can go into another pillar now um, of restorative movement, which was also called graded exercise. So it was a day where, so I started running on the first day. And look, I don't, anyone chronic fatigue to start running straight away you've got to be be feeling like, like this was three years nine months work to start on that yeah, first you day build running. yourself up yeah it, it wasn't like i'm not telling anyone to go right go out and run now this was this was basically almost four years of work yeah three years of mind training that i said to myself okay well i'm stuck at home now i'm going to start running the first day and i just ran 100 meters that was it first day Second day, I ran 150. Third day, ran, probably had a break, but still walked and did yoga and stuff like that down the beach. Down the beach, because I was lucky enough to live in the, my five to live on the beach in my 5k radius. Yes. Fourth day, maybe 150 meter run, 
walk 50 metres and walk, run another 150 metres. So it was basically the steps which I had learned in restorative movement when I was sick, building myself up from that 100 metre walk from the yep. start. So it was the same steps I applied to that which I applied for in running. Yep. Now, but in that three months when I was housebound was the time when I believe I got my body out of flight or flight, right. which is um, basically like, uh, how could you describe flight or flight? Like panic mode. Yeah, yeah. It's like anxiety-driven. Uh, yeah, 100%. Heart palpitations, yeah. all that sort of stuff. With the chronic fatigue, your body has collapsed. Your nervous system's collapsed. Your immune system's collapsed. Your gut house collapsed. Your adrenals collapse, your hormones are collapsed. So nervous system, hence, that's why you're in flight or flight. You're, you're, yeah. Your body's trying its best to tr- function, but it's collapsed. Yeah. So your adrenals are running all over. Or they're flat, but they're running. It's just like what I've mentioned to someone, like when you break your arm, which I've done a couple of times at footy, the first few weeks, you know, the break's really substantial. And then all of a sudden the callus heals. That's yeah. what it was during like in that three months. And I was able to get myself from 60% to 85% recovered in three months. Right. And I was basically, I was running up to 6K within about five, six weeks. Wow. And I hadn't ran for almost four years. Yeah. Even though Sundays in recovery might look as going back backwards, but you can treat that day, all right, I've gone backwards that day. You know, if you learn from that, from going backwards, from what went wrong. Yep. All those baby steps along the way were substantial in me getting back to running. And then eventually, after four years, I believe I said to myself that I've healed. Good. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a time where, um, yeah, got myself out of uh, uh, flight or flight and into healing mode, um, which is all about rest, digest, repair, repair and recharge. Yeah. Um, if you've got crippling anxiety on that day, I probably wouldn't recommend walking 20 minutes of your baseline. If you've got bad gut health, which I did, I 2019, I spent most of the year in hospital with inflammation on my gut because, like I said, the whole body's collapsed, so my body wasn't working. Yeah, I had chronic pancreatitis. Well, I couldn't walk anyway because I had no any. I, I was in no condition physically, but I wouldn't. Re- I wouldn't recommend then going over the 20 minutes. And as well, if you've got bad gut health, like then again, I probably wouldn't recommend going over your 20 minutes of your baseline. But then on the good days where you've had a good sleep, you're doing okay with your thoughts, um, you're, you're eating well, well, then that's a day then to walk 21 meters. Yeah. Oh, 21 minutes. 21 yeah, yeah. minutes. So, yeah, that's, yeah. So, just got to remember healing's not linear. Um, so, it's sort of covered restorative movement. I find um, myself um, like I can go to say Werribee Open Range Zoo and walk around there for four or five hours. Come home that week, I'm fine, and then another week I can yeah. go somewhere similar to that and walk the four or five hours, and then I spend the next day on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's just a. I do more exercise than the average uh, nearly forty year old. Yeah, um, but. There are days where I've just got to take a day or two off work and just yeah. sleep as well. But and that's good because by doing that, you're you're resetting yourself to start yeah. up again. Whereas I think people who are in recovery sometimes feel 
that if they have those two days off, well, it's not working, but it is working. You just need two yeah. days off. Yeah. It's, you've got to listen to your body. That's definitely one thing that you've yeah. learned from, from recovery. So four pillars so spoke about mindset, spoke about restorative movement. And restorative movement can be a quick bit tricky because um, as well, I know it's definitely banned in um, the UK. I don't know what they do. I don't know. To be honest, I don't actually know what the medical system is in terms of uh, exercise at the moment. I think in Australia there might be exercise uh, psychologists. Is that right? Maybe. Uh, physiologists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in, term, uh, in terms of if someone does get sick, but restorative movement slash graded exercise therapy has a bad name because it's like, like what you and I went through and everyone else it's get being prescribed by like your GPs or even your, your physios or your exercise uh, yeah. who don't have an understand, a true understanding of the illness. And then they tell no. me like, like what my doctor GP said, he told me after four months, just go to work two to three days a week. I couldn't. I could barely even drive to work, let yeah. alone. So that's why it's got a bad name, but it does work. But it needs to be carefully prescribed. Yeah, that's what I got the most out of doing the Toby Morrison program. That was like the golden nugget of what I learned from that program. Um, I learned that when it was right to move the body, and when it wasn't right to move the body, and yeah. to just sit back and rest up, and it, do the same thing now and being fully recovered i listened to the body and um i remember when i was really sick um they said to me to go and have some hydrotherapy so i went and had hydrotherapy it was brilliant in that hot water all my muscles relaxed and that when yeah. it was time to get out i couldn't get out the pool yeah. the guy had to actually drag me out because all the muscles in my legs had gone to jelly <laughs> <laughs> yeah so yeah that, that was the big thing i got from the the program was restorative movement um, learning about that and, and it being carefully prescribed by someone who understood the illness. He, Toby went through the illness himself. Yeah, he's got a lot of health coaches there as well who have gone through the illness and, yeah, very, very supportive and very thorough program as well. Yeah. Got a, like a, let's say, for instance, with the restorative movement, had, we'll have like a 10-step program instead of your GP just saying to you, go out and walk, go to work or go out and walk 25 <laughs> metres and you've been sitting on the couch for four weeks. Like, yeah. that's not going to work. Anyway, so we'll go into, so we've got mindset, restorative movement, the third pillar of recovery, we, um, sleep. Like we said before, um, first year, a lot of people sleep quite well or oversleep. That's what yeah. their body needs. And then the insomnia starts creeping in. Yeah, it's important just to get your sleeping patterns right because it's, it's probably one of the sleep is where the body recharges overnight and rest digests. And um, it's where the body, uh, a lot of the healing go, happens overnight and we're not getting an, our uh, quality sleep patterns in. No. You're probably not going to recover properly. So, yeah, I have to come up with like a sleep uh, program, basically just going to bed at 10 o'clock, turning all the screens off, turning the lights off, using like your blue light glasses for your computer screens, um, just meditating and deep breathing, um, earplugs, just the whole earplugs to block any noise out in the outside when you're going to sleep, just to try and 
So then you just concentrate on sleep. And I, I had to get on medication for sleeping to start with, but I was able to wean off it slowly but surely. Once I was able to get myself into healing mode, sleep was just come naturally back again. So that three months of when I was, when that COVID struck, then I found my sleep to not be have any disturbance. Like you, a lot of the people with the illness will wake up at three a.m. and yeah. can't get back to sleep. That seems to be, that's a, that's a cycle of recovery, um, or going through recovery. Um, yeah. So basically, that it just started to become sound. I suppose sleeping like a baby a lot better when you're not as disturbed and um. And it's also, I think, that your as you were saying, your fight or flight, um, your anxiety levels have dropped down that your body can yeah. actually sleep. When you've still got that, any noise you hear, even if you're sound asleep, your body's going to wake up to it. Exactly. So, yeah, that was a bit of work as well, but everything's baby steps along the way. Yeah, and I was eventually able to fix that up. So, yeah, just diet, as you'll probably remember as well through your uh, healing journey there's so many diets out there as well generally what i choose for people going through their chronic fatigue journeys is just to choose a diet which um works well for your digestion yeah look i was i was put on this diet juice fast bone broth fast this is at the start like mediterranean diet uh flood maps tried it all yeah. um i got into ayurveda which is India's like Chinese medicine version, Chinese medicine, and it's sort of it's basically eat for your body type. And I had a real during my my digestion, like everything else, which had been flattened, like your nervous system, um, your hormones, your, your gut house flattened as well. So yeah. I was struggling to digest my food. So with this Ayurvedic doctor uh, diet and having a seeing an Ayurvedic doctor. With for my body type, which was a which is called a kapha body type, I was recommended to go eat a diet basically of just like uh, lentils, chickpeas, uh, cooked veg, cooked because um, therefore your body doesn't have to warm it up in the digestion process. Yeah, and just fruit, and then I was able to get my digestion back on track. Uh, by eating that diet as opposed to trying all these this this was what the, that diet resonated with me the best yeah but it mightn't work like what i said it's not a one-size-fits-all that mightn't work well for person b but that worked well for me but i also had to deal with other other gut stuff as well i had chronic pancreatitis so but i i was eventually that was that was able to get sorted by having um surgery uh, i had pancreas stones so i right. ended up having get surgery in my um in hospital i had about 10 surgeries i ended up having to have like a major one in the end still keeping on that diet was able to stabilize that as much as possible um just helping eating easy foods on the gut just your lentils your cooked veg your fruits uh, you, you, it, it says you can go the 80-20 rule of, in terms of you can have treats or you can eat a little bit outside of your diet for your body. But I was pretty regimental and I stuck to it the whole time. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was like the fourth pillar. But like I said as well, once I was able to get myself into that healing mode, 
then my gut health started getting better yeah. as well in that time during COVID. So it was a time where, so I do a little bit of coaching here and there with people who are going through the illness. I tell them in terms of your diet, keep chipping away with it, eating your good food, whatever your diet happens to be. With your exercise, keep doing your stretches or your walks, whatever that happens to be. There's only a five-minute walk. If some people unfortunately can't get it, their housebound like I was sort of at the start, well, exercise then has to look like doing stretches on the couch. Yeah. Keep chipping away with that and those baby steps will then create big steps when your body becomes physically, emotionally, and mentally aligned. Yeah. Like I say, just chip away with those baby steps while you're going through recovery with your diet, getting your sleep, getting with your mindset, just trying your best each day to try and stay positive. There's going to be shit days. I'm not going to, and I am going to admit that there were still days where I just thought, fuck this, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, you wake up the next day and you go, all right, I'm going to try a bit better. Yeah. So it's just giving it all 110% with those four pills each day. Then eventually, like I said, your break will turn into like it will start forming like in that callus of your like your broken bone, and then it'll start healing. But it will uh, healing will only start by those baby steps along the way. Yeah. Um, it was quite a journey. Yeah, I wouldn't. Um, not even like not that we shouldn't have any enemies. I wouldn't like if I had like the worst enemy in my life. I hope they wouldn't. Not that I have any. No, it's, I hope, it's, I hope it's, they I know wouldn't. Exactly go. what you mean because it's it's yeah. a it's a really awful disease. And I remember when I was probably about twenty five and I started hearing about yuppie flu, which is chronic fatigue. Oh yeah. And I'd yeah. go, ah, oh, those stupid people working around the clock doing all those drugs. You know, it's just a stupid disease. I bet they could just jump out of bed and get on with the day. And then when I finally got it, I was like, my God, now I understand how yeah. bad it is. But for me personally, it was a, it was. A, I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. But for me, it was, it was a breakthrough. And you know, God knows what I'd be doing if I wasn't, if I didn't go through it. I'd still probably being an idiot still. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I, you know, I made the best stuff choices. Event like it was eventually like you know it was a trial and error process of yeah. recovery. But eventually, I found I found my way of healing which might be different to another person but you know i was able to to find it that program which which was a lot which a lot of program a plug yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh cfss health toby yep. morrison um and that's throughout yeah, australia and, oh it's internationally yeah yeah right it's got a lot of um it's got a good lot of uh free content as well Yep. And yeah, I've I've got my own I do a little bit of coaching here and there, but I'm also working full time as a school teacher back after having so many years off. Um So yeah, what's I've your handle got, on Instagram for people to find you? Uh it's at healing at rock thirty eight. And I've got my um my website in my bio there. And a lot look, to be honest, a lot of my website is what I found because a lot of information with the Toby Morrison program, it, 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 look, it probably did cover a little bit more than those four pillars, but I just kept it simple and stuck with those four pillars. So then I, I basically, I borrowed a lot. Most people do borrow, borrow information, but I, I even told Toby that anyway, 
a yeah. lot of that is what what I learned from that program. Maybe the mindset is a lot of the stuff what I learned from my meditation teachers. Yeah, my best mate. Yeah, um, that I don't. That is definitely my own words. Well, not really my what I learned at class. Yeah, it's what you've learned. And, and what, look, what, it, what what I learned at class and took notes down. Yeah, but look, ninety percent of what we reteach people is what we've learned from other people. Yeah, so and there's nothing wrong with the, it. It's good. But the restorative movement. And I think this, my sleep program is what I've done with sleep on my website is basically what I went through. Yeah. But the restorative movement is definitely, that's taken from Toby's program because that was just, yeah, that was, um, that was instrumental in my recovery as yeah. well. So, um, well, the good news is, is that for anyone listening, there is hope from getting through chronic fatigue. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Even when the shit hits the fan. Oh, look, definitely. And, uh, you know, people, uh, like you said, like I did as well, I spent hours, weeks, months looking online, buying books, trying to find anything that might be something that could help me recover. Um, and all those different uh, natural uh, healing people like uh, acupuncture and kinesiology and things like that. And then Western stuff like doctors. Um, uh, uh, I had my thyroid specialist. Uh, I've got celiac disease too. So I had a celiac specialist and all these specialists you see and they're going, Oh no, you should be fine now. And you're like, no, I still feel crap. Yeah. So it is a process and it's hard going, but this should help people at least have an idea of that. What they're feeling is real. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And hopefully people who don't have, like, who know people that are a bit more empathy or sympathise what they're going through as well. Definitely. Yeah, because I think that's also the hardest thing. I mean, still now when I have a, a bad couple of days and I need time off work, my business partner, she understands and is like, yep, take the day off. My mum will say, oh, but won't you be better if you go to work? I can't work, mum. I can't yeah. get out of bed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Look. That's another. Th- that's another thing. Was what with the mindset when I'm talking. The day you stop worrying about what other people think, is the day you start healing as well. Definitely, because yeah, we worry too much about what other people are thinking. And but I think if you're still, yeah, if I was still worrying about during that COVID when I got myself into it, I was definitely. I didn't give two shits about what other people were were saying by then. I just yeah. went off and did my thing. Um, so that was de- that's a massive step in recovery. And look, it could also be I've been told by um, some specialists that people who empathise too much with other people get sick quickest because your adrenal glands run out because you're always constantly trying to help other people. And look for you and your um, what you do as a teacher with special needs and what I do working with. Uh, people with intellectual disability and mental health issues. Sure, we burn out quicker. So it's really reminding us of how we need to take care of ourselves so that doesn't yeah. happen again. Like I said as well, like the, just finding balance in life and stuff like that as well now. Yeah. And, um, yeah, everything with those four pillars, I was, uh, now in, like I just don't, I don't carry on like I sort of now I go the middle way like yeah. and, yeah, a lot more sensible. All right. For sure. Well, thank you so much. It's been great talking to you. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Yeah, um, no worries. And uh, it was very insightful. Thank you. Yeah, cool. No All right, worries. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that was another episode of Life Changes You. 
If you want to contact us, we're available on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And we also have a website, lifechangesyou.com.au. So until next time, take care of each other and thanks for listening.